So again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. You know, something normally, you know, I use, you know, the digital on my, <clears throat> for the Bible, but I was like, you know, I want to turn some pages tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're we going to turn some pages. <laughs> going to turn some pages tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we turning pages, that's why. We turning pages. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I read it, you know, of course, of course I, I, I read it, but, you know, I don't, I don't it's, it's, you haven't taught from it. You know, in a while. So, but I like reading it at night. Um, it's just more relaxing instead of having a bright light looking at you in the face. But um, this past Sunday, you know, we've been talking about for for a while now, just being led by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, things of the Spirit. Uh, this past Sunday, uh, we talked about being in touch with one another. You know, really ministering heart to heart um, by the Spirit. And so, I want to continue on <clears throat> uh, with that. <coughs> But in particular, some things, even as we focus in more on that, uh, because we all, we all have a spiritual fingerprint. We all have something that is unique, that is different, that, that God has, has marked and, and made us unique and special. And so it would behoove us as the body of Christ to be able to, you know, as we learn and just grow, to learn how to be able to identify that, to recognize it, to honor uh, by the spirit. And knowing, again, not knowing each other just after the flesh, but knowing each other after the spirit. And so we've been marked, <clears throat> we've been marked with an anointing. <laughs> Someone just say that right there. I've been marked. <laughs> with an anointing <laughs> yeah you've been marked by oil yeah y'all y'all looking real greasy right now <laughs> in a good kind of way looking real oily right now and so uh we want to con- uh you know I, it's on my heart to just share about just identifying and honoring the anointing and, uh, and you know as we go further you know it's important it's powerful it's impactive <clears throat> and then just to provide some little basic context i'm gonna you know teach tonight. Uh, but in a simple form, you know, when you hear about the anointing, uh, of course, it deals with oil in a physical sense. Um, but then it also is symbolic and representative of the Holy Spirit's presence. Uh, it was also used for marking of an assignment or position as well. And then, of course, we also recognize the anointing as the divine ability to accomplish the will of the Lord. And so there's the scripture that uh, alluded to on Sunday, uh, but I just want you to just jot it down. I got like over 30 scriptures that we're not going to get to, but some stuff I'll, I'll just mention. Uh, but it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. You don't have to turn there, but I just want to highlight this one part. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, let me just, yeah, since I want to flip some pages here. Yeah, yeah, let's flip. <clears throat> Matter of fact, yeah, we will, we will turn and look at this one. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. And then it says this, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. And then, of course, in the New King James uh, this is one I want to emphasize from now on. Somebody say from now on. 
I like that. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. That's just powerful right there. From now on. So maybe if you've had a history, maybe it's something that we've done before. From this, from now on, February 6, 2019, as members of the body of Christ, we regard no one according to the flesh. So for us to be able to know each other by the spirit and not regarding anyone after the flesh, it helps to know how we've been marked by God. And so... Again, want to talk about this anointing, and I just want to ask ask a question. When you when you think about Nehemiah, what's one of the main primary things you understand that he was anointed for? Building, build a wall. Oh yeah, <laughs> build a wall. And then Joseph, what was one thing that he was anointed for? What would you say? So for dreams, but then interpretation of dreams. There we go. Definitely anointed for that. As a matter of fact, here's another one. Deborah in the Bible. She was a judge and a prophetess. But then she prophesied about this one uh, person in particular um, who was going to bring about victory. Y'all remember this young lady who put the name JL. And of course, you know, she, she wound up putting a tent peg through, through a man's head and then bringing about victory and deliverance on behalf of, of the people. Who else can you think of? That is something that, that stands out about, about the person. Biblically, I guess we'll start there. Abraham, faith. Anyone else? David? Okay, what would you say about David? A man after God's own heart. That's good. <laughs> this is the thing about it. So we realize <clears throat> once, once we recognize things in the spirit that it, it doesn't just stay, it's not just something that just stays inward. Knowing each other by the spirit is because there's been some expression, some form, something has manifested to give an indication of your identity. And so as a body of Christ, we don't want to regard each other after the flesh because, of course, of course, if you were to describe me just on the outside, you say, yes, yeah, Sir Walter Scott, he's six foot three. Um, his complexion is such and such. He's got this type of building and things of that nature. But then by the spirit, it's a whole nother level. And this is how we as members of the body of Christ, how uh, we have to grow and mature and just continue to relate to each other from now on. Somebody again say from now on. <laughs> so we want to turn it up even more as far as for who we are. <laughs> Our identity, the marking that God has placed upon us, we want to turn it up even more. Allow it to allow what he's placed on our lives to be able to manifest, to be even stronger than what it has been from now on. And so with that, we've read it, but it's simple. Identifying each other in the spirit is by the spirit. It's something that, that, that flesh and blood can't reveal. Y'all remember, we, we know, we're familiar with the story when, when, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they gave their answer as far as for what other people say. And then he turned to his disciples and said, who do you say I am? And then Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And then Jesus said, man, you're blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. In other words, you, you were able to see something and declare something by the spirit because this is not something that flesh and blood can do. And so one thing that we do understand is that when we think about that term flesh and blood, even now in, in modern day terms, we think about family. And if we would be, be honest, many people have family members that do not recognize them by the spirit. They know, they know you after the flesh. They know about you being a second cousin, third cousin, family member, think, think of that nature. But they do not see you. They do not acknowledge you. They do not know you by the spirit. It's a flesh and blood thing. Yeah, we flesh and blood. But for you to understand and for us to be able to relate by the spirit, it takes the spirit of God to be able to do that. Because other than that, we'll just be relegated to whoever our family members might be. <laughs> and then in that, family can misidentify you. Because they just know you by flesh and blood. And then if you, you take it on, then you can wind up misidentifying yourself in that same manner. There's one other gentleman that I just want to talk about briefly. Uh, he's not talked about a whole lot. But there's this gentleman in the Bible named Jehu. And you can find out more about him in 2 Kings chapter 9. But he, he wound up, uh, was being anointed, but he had a very uh, particular assignment because y'all remember hearing about Ahab and Jezebel? <laughs> so <clears throat> while they were doing their things and they were so dishonorable, <laughs> I mean, we know about the Jezebel spirit, right? And so what Jehu does, he was actually anointed to be able to clean house. He was anointed for that, to be able to clean house. And so what happened, what had happened was Elisha had sent one of the messengers, one of the sons of the prophets to say, hey, look, take this flask of oil and I want you to go to Jehu. And then when you go to Jehu, I want you to anoint him king, but don't linger. After you anoint him, get out of there. Because that brother, because now there was anointing, and this is, this is uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go there now. So what we want to do, you know, as we relate to one another by the Spirit, we also want to be able to identify the anointing that's on the person's life. So that way we understand how to relate and not take each other casually. To not hear each other casually. And so he said, look, once you anoint that brother, get out because he's on a mission. And then with Jehu, man, he'd go around going different places and people like, man, have you come in peace? He was like, man, what has this got to do with peace? And he started clearing out everything that was dishonorable before the Lord. And so for the people, if you wouldn't recognize what was going on or the anointing that, that he was walking in, so to speak, in the spirit, then you'd be like, oh, my gosh, don't do that. Uh, no, let's give them. No. We got a clean house. When y'all get in the mode of cleaning, you want to clean, don't you? It's like, look, we just got to clean things up which is totally fine. So it helps for us to be able to recognize, especially when we as individuals, if there's a shift, it's like, okay, I got it. Because sometimes we'll have those conversations like, look, I'm, under, I'm, in, a, I'm in an anointing right now. I, I don't need to be trying to uh, 
talk or whatever the case might be. I just got to get this out because this is on me. And we got to be sensitive to that and to be able to identify ourselves. And then when we see it on someone else, it's like, okay, got it. When it's time to roll, it's time to roll. When it's time to move, it's time to move. Because the anointing is present and we have to be able to relate to each other in that manner by the spirit. Because flesh and blood, if you look at it in flesh and blood, you'd be like, oh my gosh, they're means. Like, no, they're, they're clearing some things out in the spirit. Someone has to be direct because they, they just have to be direct. Not mean, but look, they got to roll and accomplish some things, okay? So here's some benefits of identifying someone in the spirit. When we are able to identify and relate to, to each other by the spirit, one, you're able to make a withdrawal. And I'll explain this. So when you recognize someone's anointing, or when you recognize someone by the spirit regarding no one after the flesh, you're able to make a withdrawal. There were two women in particular that were able to perceive prophets. There was one uh, woman uh, who recognized Elisha. And then she was like, man, I perceived him to be a prophet. And then she made him a special room, an upper room and set aside apart for him. So whenever he would come, it's like, man, you know, we want to be able to minister. She identified it. It's not like he went around saying, I'm Elisha the prophet. But she knew that it was something that was on him, something that was different. She perceived, she picked up that it was something different. And then as a result of her um, honoring and making a, a special room for him, it wound up, take, um, wound up being a moment where her son had died. But then the prophet was like, man, you know, give me your son. In the same place where she had consecrated, dedicated a room for him, he took him up to that, and then her son was resurrected. That was a withdrawal because of her perception of the anointing. Not identifying with him as just, oh, yeah, you know, that's just a cool guy. But no, she, she, when we're able to perceive, we're able to make a withdrawal. When we're able to perceive the anointing, the presence of God or, or the marking that God has given each of us, we're able to be able to make a withdrawal and receive something that would benefit our lives. That's one of the benefits. <clears throat> there was a woman at the well. Again, Jesus was talking to her. And he called her out. He was like, yeah, and, and the, uh, the person that you live with is not, first of all, you have have had five husbands and the person that you live with now is not your husband. And then what did she say? I perceive you to be a prophet. <laughs> but his whole point was letting her know. It's like, look, I have some water to give you. So she was here, here, she was giving him a drink. So she was making a withdrawal in a physical will to give him a drink, but not fully known as a result of her perception Understand it's like, oh, man, you know what? You're different. One, you stopped and talked to me. As a woman in, uh, and if we're not, you know, like a mixed breed, so to speak, you talk to me. So that's different. But then after, after she got called out, she, per oh, I perceived you to be a prophet. <laughs> yeah, after you got called out. Sometimes it takes a calling out for us to perceive and wake up to some things. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> we need to get caught. I was like, oh, I perceived. I now perceive. But while she was getting water, she wound up getting something that was far better than Dasani or Deer Park. She wound up getting living water and went back to tell, tell the towns, like, come see a man. 
So she made a, 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 an impactful uh, withdrawal. Now, here's one of the things that we realized for people that wound up missing out on a withdrawal. Um, it was the people that looked at Jesus as just Joseph's son. Y'all remember, it was a situation where Jesus was stumped. He was going to this town, and then it said that he could do no mighty works there. Because the people, they were like, man, isn't this Joseph's son? They didn't identify. They, they regarded Jesus after the flesh. And then it said, this is what's still amazing about it. It said he could do no mighty works. He only healed a few. So he still healed. But man, how much more was available because of what was on his life and who he was? So if we're able to perceive, and here's the thing, even when we come, come together and gather together as an assembly, we always want to be perceptive about the presence of the Lord to be able to make a withdrawal. So that way we can get what we need. Even if no other people are perceiving, it doesn't even matter. If we perceive, if we see something, it's like, oh, I see it. I'm making a demand on it right now. Because, you know, even, this, is, this is the wonderful thing about it. Even if you go to a dead, spiritually dead place, the Lord will show up because you're there. Because your life, and then if it ain't just for you, if it's just for you, I know we've been to some services like, oh, my gosh. But he'll still show up because we know how to pull. We know how to perceive. <laughs> so the benefit, make a withdrawal. Another benefit, you're able to maintain safety and peace. When we're able to identify someone in the spirit. This is good. Flip over just a couple of, of books to Romans chapter 16. Somebody say, turn the page. <laughs> Romans chapter 16, verse 17. And it says this, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. For they are such for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. So when we're able to identify, we know that we're marked by an anointing, but then we also got to mark those people that that come with something different than what what God would have. And so when we're able to identify people of the spirit, we're able to identify people that just bring division and those that, that teach against what you teach. Whether it be in a church or in a household. And again, I, you know, I'm just think, thinking back to, to family. It's like, man, you know, protect your family. Even though it might be flesh and blood, if you identify something in the spirit, it's like, hey, you know, we're not... We might go to the barbecue, but y'all ain't spending the night at cousin such and such's house. Because they're going to wind up teaching something that, that we don't believe. And it's okay. Well, <clears throat> and it doesn't even require an explanation. Amen. 
Yeah. So again, when we're able to identify, we're able to, 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 to place a mark. <laughs> another one of the benefits identifying relating to one another in the spirit, it helps you to not spiritually abuse people. <clears throat> Scripture says this, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. So when we understand the, uh, uh, the anointed ones, it's like, man, you know, we're not just going to just put our mouths on just everybody. When we identify, when we, when we recognize, that, that goes for governmental, that goes for church. We don't want to just be loosely just putting our words on people. But it's like, God, you know, before I say anything, Lord, help me to identify. That's wise and that's, that's, that's good. Help me to identify. Because we're in a world, we're in a world now, and I'm like, man, I got to be mindful, where people hear information or hear something, and then they just quick to just respond, and the next thing you know, uh, what you just heard wasn't even the real situation. And here the Bible tells us all the time about being slow to speak, but Twitter does not help people with that at all. We just retweet and tweet and... And, and text, and it's like, man, such and such, such and such. And then you got to go back recanting what you, what you tweeted and what you said. Because, like, man, I put my words on it, and that wasn't even the situation at all. They say a picture says a thousand words, but it, all thousand of them can lie, too. <laughs> if you're not perceiving properly. <laughs> All right, so it helps us not to, to abuse people when we're able to identify, uh, you know, man, it's amazing because David, you know, man after God's heart, he was very sensitive. Here Saul, the anointing wasn't on him anymore. It lifted. <clears throat> the presence of God wasn't on him. And so he was after David and, uh, you know, David uh, hiding from Saul. But then it was a moment where David actually could have taken Saul's life. And then he wound up cutting just a little, little little corner of of what was connected to to Saul and he felt so bad about it he's like oh my gosh I shouldn't have you know because this is still the Lord's anointed that's amazing and so again when we identify it helps us not to to abuse people amen and here's the thing Jesus says this don't cause my little ones to stumble age or in the spirit if you got people that are that are fresh in the Lord, man, don't don't cause them, don't abuse. We identify, oh, they're still they're still young in the Lord, so I'm not just going to be saying anything or doing anything that's just going to throw them off. And we're just kind of spouting off at the mouth and being uh, being flippant, or or just even saying doctrine that just will throw them way off. <laughs> They don't understand. They're still trying to get to know who Jesus is, and then we just way out there. And they're like, what? So we want to be mindful of that. Amen? And then along with this, make sure we're not abusing. Uh, Jesus said this, my sheep know my voice. And the thing that I want to highlight there is he said it's my sheep. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. He said it's my sheep. So when we're able to identify, we realize that they're not ours. Amen. 
That'll help us. And so that way we're, we're, we, we don't just uh, talk about anybody any type of way because we know that so that's, that's a sheep of the Lord. Like, this is funny, but turn to someone and say, bad. <laughs> That'll help them know right now. It's like, hey, you know what? You're a sheep. You belong to the Lord. <clears throat> One other benefit. You're able to help position others for their purpose when we're able to identify them in the spirit. You're able to help position them for their purpose. When you identify, when you relate to them, connect with them in the spirit, when you identify their marking. Paul said this about Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. He says, stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of hands. And then he also reminded him of his spiritual heritage through you know, his mother and grandmother. But because he identified the gift, he was like, okay, now I need you to activate it. Now I need you to stir it up. It wasn't just, hey, you know what, that's just, just Timothy. And here, you know what, he actually did it in a, in, a, in a double sense. You know, he did do the flesh and blood with the family, but then he made a connection in the spirit. He says, you know what, this, this gift is an inheritance. Oh, you know what, and, I, and I'll make this point as well. This, this is wise. If there's some things that you can identify in the spirit that's good in your family, that's a legacy, lay hold of that. Like if, if someone was, if you realize that they were, they were in, in business or entrepreneur and you feel like there's a sense like, God, I thank you, Lord, for that right now. I identify with that. I, I recognize some of that still runs through. <clears throat> we can lay hold on a blessing. You don't, you don't, Jesus removes the curse. <clears throat> All right. So when we properly identify, we can properly honor. When we properly identify, we can properly honor one another. And so some ways to honor one another by the spirit, uh, of course, we can honor through service, which is just through, through time, helping, aiding, assisting one another. You can honor uh, through seed financially, you know, blessing them with a little something, something. <laughs> Here's another way to honor, especially when you identify people, you know, in the spirit. You can honor or it's honorable through silence. When you're in someone's presence and you identify, you know, who they are, you got to be mindful of not just being <coughs> overly chatty and talkative. <laughs> especially if, if that person is speaking and then we, we want to give our two cents and ooh, 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 let me share with you what I know. No, one of the ways of honest, like, man, just, just be quiet and let it flow so that way we can receive and partake of their grace. And I liken to this when, when, when Jesus was on the mountain, he had his three, three disciples in particular with him, James, Peter, and John. And they saw him in, <coughs> uh, with, as a matter of fact, yeah, it was Moses and Elijah. And then <laughs> Peter... Opens his mouth. He started off good. He said, it's good for us to be here. He should have put a period right there. <laughs> he said, man, Jesus, it is good for us to be here. It should have been a period. But he wasn't quite perceptive because he kept on going. 
That was honorable to understand, man, it's good for us to be here. But then he says, Lord, should we make three tabernacles, one for Elijah, one for Moses, and one for you? In the middle of him talking, the voice of the father interrupted and said, whoa. No, this is my son. Hear him. And then the other two left, and then the Bible said, because they fell down. It's like, oh, my gosh, they trembled. They got shook because... Man, Peter got the other two in trouble. <laughs> it's like, man, Peter. James and John, I can imagine what they were like. Man, Peter opening his mouth. <laughs> and the voice of the Lord shows up, and they were trembling. They were face down. And then it says when they, afterwards, when they looked up, they saw Jesus only. <clears throat> so I say all that to say this, especially when, when, when you're <clears throat> in the room, in the presence, relating, connecting one another by the Spirit. Take a moment just to pause and just discern what's in the room. Discern what's in the room. There'll be moments where, you know, the Lord will open up opportunity where you take more of a leadership and you'll be more vocal. But then there's other times where you just, man, you know what? Because I've been at some tables and I'm just sitting here and I'm just looking around. I'm like, man, it is just good for me to be here. And then I'm just taking mental and spiritual notes as far as for what's being, being said. And then if I'm asked something, then I'll share. But then sometimes it's like, look, I don't got nothing to say. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> but when we're perceptive, you can understand because then that's something that God, God is doing and, and it's positioning. So honoring through silence. Here's... Here, <clears throat> Of course, we know those are some ways to honor, but then who to honor and to recognize after the flesh. Of course, we know to honor the Lord. We got that. But then who's some other people that you can think of that the Bible says that we should honor? Honor the parents. <coughs> Matter of fact, let's turn there. <laughs> Ephesians chapter six. Oh, you know what? No, go to Genesis chapter 9. Let's do a different one. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6, you can just jot it down. It says, honor, honor your mother and father and, and the Lord. You know, one, this is right. And then it's the, the first, uh, first uh, commandment with promise. <laughs> but then this is one in particular as it pertains to honoring your parents. I think this is good. This is strong. Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 through 27. Many, some people, you know, have read this, but for those that haven't, I want you to read this. And I'm going to read Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 through 27. How many of y'all remember Noah? Noah and the ark, and Noah had some boys. He had some sons. Verse 19, and these are the sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And verse 21, and he drank of the wine and was drunken. Noah got lit. <laughs> after the flood and everything, after building the ark and all that. <laughs> yeah. Noah started being, you know, a, a, a worker of the ground, so to speak. And, um, you know, hit that wine a little too hard. And it said he got drunk. He got so drunk and he was uncovered within his tent. Meaning Noah was naked drunk. 
He was uncovered within his tent, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. So Ham comes in walking in the tent. It's like, oh, snap, man, come on, dad. Goes to his brothers like, man, dad's up in the tent, drunk, naked. Drunk, naked. But then it says this. I'm on page turn, hold on. <laughs> turn the page. <laughs> Thank you. And Shem, oh, verse 22, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. So it must have been in a manner that was disrespectful. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon their sh- both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, curse be Canaan and servants and servant of servants shall be shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of Shem and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem and Canaan shall be his servant. So bottom line. When the other two walked in the tent, say this is Noah right here drunk, they didn't go in looking. They, 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 they covered. They didn't even look. They was like, man, we're we going we to cover dad. That's honor. That's respecting. And here, here's the thing about it. Man, you know, <coughs> your parent, one way or another, because I heard some people say this. Yeah, you know, my dad, man, he was just a sperm donor. Or my mom was just an egg donor. And you know what? It would help us to just honor. Because if, if anything, they did nothing else for you, they, they got you here. They got you here. And so now you can receive as a result from honoring just that. It's like, look, I perceive that. I'm not going to get caught in the flesh and everything that didn't happen, but I do perceive and I thank you, God, that whatever means that they got me here. And so... I'm going to cover so that it'll be well with me. And then my household from here on, man, your, your dad, mom could have been a drunk, drug addict, whatever the case may be. But you want to make sure for you and your own sake that you honor. And the church said, amen. <coughs> amen. Because we're perceiving, we're identifying in the spirit by the spirit. Who else should we honor? Yeah. Matter of fact, it says this, that (coughs) double honor for elders who lead effectively. (laughs) That's 1 Timothy 5.17. Double honor for elders. When we perceive, when we connect by the spirit, double honor for uh, for those that lead effectively. (laughs) So for those that aren't effective, they get honor. For those that are effective, they get double honor. <laughs> because we're still honoring. <coughs> of course, we honor our, our, our leaders, government leaders. Who, who else can you think of that we honor? Teachers. Yeah. Officers, governments. You know, scripture says that we honor widows. 
we to honor widows. That's First Timothy five, and then it, you know it gives commandments as far as for <clears throat> what we to do. Well, first of all, who who I guess would qualify as a widow <laughs> gives qualifications, <clears throat> and then it says you know we want to honor honor the widows. Here's another thing. This is this is a, a, a great one. Uh, you know you can honor your non-believing spouse. Yeah, let's turn there and look at that. I think that'll be good. First Peter chapter three, verse one through three. This is this is Bible study. <laughs> First Peter chapter three. I tell you one thing: when you turn the pages, you better know what that book is. <laughs> of course, there is a table of contents. First Peter chapter three, this is just so good right here. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, meaning if the husbands don't obey the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. So meaning by your behavior, uh, say they don't believe the word or they're not following by your behavior and your your honoring it's like man you know I'm still going I know you're not a believer but I'm still going to honor you as the husband then the Lord's like or scripture says like man you know it's possible they can be converted as a result of that (laughs) thank you Jesus so it's not, so it's not one of those, yeah, we, we, we just honor, then of course, you know, the, one of the advantage of the Holy Ghost by the Spirit, you can just, you can go there in the Spirit, it's like, God, I thank you, Lord, and then everything else beyond what, what you're doing, but by your conversation, and then by, by, by your actions, that, that honor uh, can take place there. And then we honor one another above ourselves. We just honor one another because we, we respect and we identify one another. Turn to somebody and just say, yeah, you know you're anointed, right? <laughs> now, let me tell you something about that. For identifying, you don't anoint yourself. <laughs> you do not anoint yourself. It's the anointing comes from, or it's, it's something that is to be designated, or at least in, in, in the proper sense. I'm not saying that you can't take oil in. I'm not talking about that sense. <laughs> but I'm saying as far as for something that, that God gives, he's the one, or another way to say this, God is the one who anoints because it's, it's his oil. It's his anointing. It's his presence. And so one thing that'll help is to identify that we've been anointed. You know, Jesus, of course, he knew he was anointed, but he identified it. I think this is so great. It's in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Talked about identifying with others, but then, you know, you can, 
it, it helps when you identify you know, yours as well or when it's made known to you. And it says this, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. Now, this isn't a book with pages. This is a scroll. (laughs) And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. <laughs> he identified the anointing. You know, when you can acknowledge what's on you in the spirit, it helps narrow your focus. When you're able to perceive and pick up and discern, it helps, it helps narrow your focus. Jesus is like, look, this is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm anointed for. And Jesus knew what he was supposed to do. He knew where he was supposed to be. Because people are like, man, Jesus, stay here. He was like, no, I must go here. So when you identify the anointing, when you identify with the marking that's on your life, you recognize who you need to be around and who you don't need to be around. Facts. (laughs) You recognize where you need to be and where you don't need to be. (laughs) You recognize what you can wear, what you can't wear. Y'all remember, we're not going to turn there, but David was getting ready to fight Goliath, and Saul was like, man, you're just a kid. Here, put on my armor. And then David was like, ah, this, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it's like, man, I've been rocking with a slingshot and some stones. I'm good. <clears throat> because it wasn't the tool, it was the anointing. He had already been anointed king. So he didn't go out just as David. He went out as king. Wow. Saul didn't perceive that. He couldn't because it was already gone. He couldn't identify by the spirit because the spirit wasn't with him anymore. (laughs) So in the process of identifying your anointing, others can help ID you in the spirit. Meaning this, you can't know yourself by yourself. Again, Jesus helped Peter on several occasions. (laughs) One of the things that helps is just even a a name change. A name kind of helps mark who you are. And then if you have a name that doesn't line up with the purposes of God, then God changes it. I mean, how many names were changed in the Bible? Some people 
Some people change their own names, even in modern days. It's like, man, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for my mama, but um, she, she was a little off on this name here. <laughs> Come on now, we've heard some names. You're like, what in the world? Not to go off too much on a tangent, but this wound up being big news. There was this child that was named, the, the spelling of their name was A-B-C-D-E. That was their first name, A-B, capital A, then B-C-D-E. And then someone on the uh, airport wound up making a joke, and then the mother was offended. Now, I got to tell you, when I first heard the story, I thought it was us, culturally speaking, ethnically speaking. It was not us. They were Caucasian. (laughs) And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, her name's pronounced Absidy. And that's what it was. Her name was pronounced Absidy, a little child, but the name was spelled A-B-C-D-E. So when I saw it, I was like, Lord, I started praying for the child. Seriously, because I'm like, man, they're going to have to come up with all, it's like, man, just their whole, I mean, because I know I got a name that got joked on quite a bit, but I, I understood that, you know, it's, it's royal and regal as a kid. It's like, Eesh. That's why I have a trophy that just has two of my last names because no one knew my name. I just went by my last name. But needless to say, your name can mark and identify you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a trophy that says Scott Scott. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's, it's in a box right now. <laughs> they did not know my name. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I thank God for it now. My, my parents, they were wise. They were... Yeah, yeah, I was in the flesh <laughs> as a little kid. <laughs> Did not want to be called by my name. That is so funny. It's a little soccer trophy. <laughs> That's funny. But a name can mark and help identify you, even in the spirit. And God will give you a name. One of the beautiful things, you know, even in my personal relationship with the Lord, he doesn't call me by my name, but he calls me by my position. I hear son. So that marks and that identifies me. That's how he relates to me. And I'm like, man, that is so cool. He's like, son, I love it. I'm like, man, that is so cool. <laughs> and so it helps um, for others, for others, for those that have been walking with the Lord for a while and, and, and you know, have a relationship with the Lord. It's like, okay. What do you see? <laughs> you can't say that or ask that to everybody. But for people, you know, as we, as, as, as we grow and identify each other, one another in the spirit, there's things that God can identify and mark people that have a prophetic leaning, prophetic sense. Because uh, here's the thing. Even as we grow, there's anointings and, and stuff that kind of shifts with seasons. And so it's always good to get continual checkups. To see what's going on, to check in with one another. And then when we identify with one another in the spirit, we realize nobody is greater than or less than. We don't think more highly than we ought to think. But then we want to make sure that if you just love, oh, I'm just such and such. No, 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 no. We're going to pick you up. Don't be having your head hanging down. You're anointed. 
Well, no, I made this type of mistake. Well, the blood covers and cleanses. Come on, let's go. Don't stay waddling in the mud. And so that just helps us to make sure that we don't misidentify ourselves. So it's good to have other eyes to be able to see. Amen. All right, so let me wrap this up here. We got some homework. Number one. We'll start. Okay, yeah, we'll start within. I wrote it differently, but we'll start start within first. Ask God to help you identify your anointing, whether directly or what's been confirmed by others. Write it down. If you if you already know, you know how can how can advance? How can it be applied? You know, even in a greater sense this season. So, in other words, I liken that to, you know, what's your scripture? Jesus was like, man, this is and today this has been fulfilled because this is what it has to be when the body of Christ there has to be fulfillment. <clears throat> there has to be a fulfilling of what God has called us to do and to be, and people's hearing and people's sight. It's not one of the things we're like, yeah, I'm anointed, and then we don't do anything. We're not just oil just for oil's sake. <laughs> the, oil, the oil is for a purpose. It has an assignment that has to be fulfilled. <laughs> it has to be fulfilled. So it's like, okay, God, you know, in, in this season, and, you know, this is something that's always unfolding. Sometimes it's, it's, it's different. Sometimes what you used to do in one season is, is something that you're doing. Now, so it's like, God, I thank you for allowing me to identify, to connect in the spirit now. All right. And then number two, <clears throat> want to think of people that might, that are probably even dear to you and pray for them. And then ask God to help you identify who they are in the spirit. Or if you already know, have some insight, ask how you can honor God by honoring them. Because sometimes the people most closest to us are the people that is easy, most easily for us to um, <coughs> identify with them more so in the flesh, as opposed to by the spirit. So it's like God, I I I I recognize God. I thank you that you're helping me to see how can I honor freshly in this season, or how can I do something again. And then as a result, uh, what I believe that you can expect is for your spiritual senses to be even more developed. I, was, I think it was one thing that was even great during corporate prayer. Uh, Deacon Jeff was just talking about God, you know, thank you that we have heightened sensitivity in the spirit. It's true. When, when we're more conscious, more aware of discerning one another in the spirit, that does heighten our sensitivity. Whether good or bad, heightened so much to where you don't even have to physically be in somebody's presence to where you start picking them up or discerning what's going on. And so this is something that will benefit relationships. It improves our lives and helps us to become even more fruitful and productive. You can expect blessings to be unlocked as a result of honor flowing. 
and then you can expect what you do for others to happen for you. And so we thank God just for prophetic people to be able to point things out and people that, um, who God will use that will say some things that they, they, they don't even realize it. And we've experienced that. It's some stuff that some people that didn't have a title per se, a uh, ministry title per se, but then they wind up saying something. It's like, oh, my gosh, that is just what I needed. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Holy Ghost, to help provide some definition and some clarity for some things. So what we do for others, it'll wind up happening for us. Amen. Let's stand. What we're going for, even in this type of message, this is not something that is produced by men. It's, fun, it's channeled through men. But this, this, this type of connection, this type of interaction, this type of engagement is not something that we can produce, produce in and of ourselves. This is so by the Spirit. And <clears throat> I believe we actually see it modeled in Acts. You know, at the birth of the church and the Holy Spirit being poured out about what does it look like to have everything in common? What type of community is that when, when, there's, when there's such a connection and then when there's no needs amongst anybody because everybody is so connected? When something like that happens, man, there's just growth. There's explosion that takes place that we see here. And so that's what I believe And I believe that you can believe with me that we, as a ministry, we're going to be an example on earth of what that is like. Of the pouring out of the Holy Ghost, of us being so connected in the spirit, so related in the family that people are going to be like, man, everything else I tried in the world cannot come even close to what it is that's being produced amongst you all. How are you all doing it? By the spirit. This isn't something that's just flesh. This ain't something that's just flesh and blood. I'm going to tell you all right now, I have closer relationships to some of you than I do many of my quote-unquote flesh and blood. Y'all know me more than what my flesh and blood. They just know me as Scott Scott. <laughs> and so that is good. So I want to make this declaration. Let's just close our eyes and let's just lift our hands. <clears throat> and this is, uh, this is one thing that was just on my heart to just for us to agree in prayers. Like, God, we thank you for a fresh bond in the spirit. God, we thank you for a fresh bond right now in the spirit, in the name of Jesus. A bond, a fresh bond. <laughs> it's an expression, but it's true. Your word is bond. <laughs> God, we thank you for a fresh bond in the spirit, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we're going to walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling with which we've been called. With all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. 
<laughs> there is one body and one spirit, just as we were called, God, to one hope that belongs to our call, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all, by the grace, the marking, the anointing given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for the expression of your spirit right now, God, that from now on, we regard each other, not after the flesh. God, I thank you, Lord, for husbands and wives, God, from now on, not regarding each other after the flesh, God. I thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ from now on, not regarding each other after the flesh, God. I thank you, Lord, that our perception is just so sharp, God, and it's just such a flow in that it's just such a grace and an anointing that flows amongst the house, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're causing us to see uh, just even in this season the marking, Father, that is upon our lives. That we won't run from it, God, but that we'll walk boldly in a manner worthy of this marking, <laughs> worthy of this call by the grace God, so I thank you, Lord, for just activation right now of a measure flowing. I thank you, Lord, for just release right now. I'm just seeing such a joy just right now of just gifts just being able to flow, of giftings being able to flow. God, so we declare, Lord, that they, that we will, that you will, I declare that you will fully express the anointing by the Spirit. And that we'll all be the better for it. <laughs> no holding back. <laughs> Turn it up. Oh, yeah. So now just put your hands on somebody's shoulder and just look at them and say, Turn it up. <laughs> Tell them, Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up. Seriously, turn it up. Oh, now encourage someone else to say, I'm looking forward to seeing more of you. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you, who you are in the spirit. Turn up, man. Turn up. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you, who you are in the spirit. <laughs>